The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Almost 90% of women have cellulite. And guess what? It's not their fault. We don't choose cellulite, but we can choose a different way to treat it. Meet Quo, Collagenase Clostridium Histolyticum, AAES, the first and only FDA-approved prescription injectable for moderate to severe cellulite in the buttocks of adult women. This non-surgical treatment is injected by an aesthetic specialist in 10 minutes or less. Individual results may vary. Do not receive if you are allergic to any collagenase or ingredients in Quo or have an infection at the treatment site. May cause serious side effects, allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis and injection site bruising. Seek medical help right away for any signs of allergic hypersensitivity. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, if you have a bleeding condition, or take medicine that prevents clotting. Most common side effects include bruising, pain, hardness, itching, redness, discoloration, swelling, and warmth at the injection site. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. If you're ready to get to the bottom of your cellulite, learn more and find a specialist at Quo.com. Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We are continuing to slog our way through the Matt James season. And really. We could be participating in the sounding of the death knell of the Bachelor franchise. I never, I mean, it should have gone away a long time ago, but the, I just never thought it would end like this. I I just, with all the sexism that's occurred, you know, a couple years ago, the producer, the guy that owns the Bachelor, the guy that started the Bachelor had a very cancelable situation with his much younger wife where he was accused of doing horrible, horrible things to her. And and yet the bad people didn't care. The bachelor soldiered on. It was just that good. It was just that much of a cultural touchstone that you just couldn't allow the bachelor to go away. Even if the people behind it were just as horrible as they were portrayed on that, on that bachelor show that they made on Lifetime with um can't remember that chick's name, Rachel something. Anyway, uh I'm joined now as always by Jason Stewart. We're gonna talk about Matt James, episode eight. Jason, what's up? Hello everybody. Yeah. Are you referring to um Unreal? Unreal. The- that was a good show. I saw the first season and I was into it. Um, I the, think they've done like six or seven seasons. No, it's been, it's, it's I think they might've done three, maybe four. The first season had the British bachelor. Right. Yep. And the second season had a black bachelor. So long before the mm-hmm. actual bachelor integrated, the parody yeah. of the bachelor integrated. Think about that. 
Yeah, I'm guessing there are some wines in that second season that would would get a show like that canceled right now. Could possibly. Um, um, so yeah, I, I. I guess I would go back and watch it if I had a bunch of time. It uh, it yeah. was pretty good. It, it kind of kept me kept me going. Con- but, um, Constance Zimmer is the yeah. is the heavy on that show. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, before we start with the recap of a very boring hometown, hometowns, episode, yeah, home, hometowns. Mm-hmm. I um I thought about that for a while today. Um. Our uh, hauntance mm-hmm. is mocking um, the greatest or the worst bachelor in the history of the franchise. What, what, whatever perspective you're looking at. Right. P- Pablo. Is that his name? Yep. Juan Pablo. Juan, Juan Pablo. Pablo. Yep. Um, so when we say hauntance, it, you know, it's obviously kind of um, a take on his accent. He's English second language. But he also, in the weeks leading up to hometowns, and especially the week before, he would just repeat it over and over again. And he would use it. I mean, as, as something that was like um, something that he could give to them like a diamond ring or, or a trip to Fiji or something that was just so valuable. It's like, you know, you better treat me nicely or you don't go to the whole time. I mean, whole time's are next week. So, you know, we, I hope, I hope, I hope this goes well, you know? Um, and I, around there is when I think he, uh, had sex with Claire and told her a uh, told her a a something that wasn't very nice. Hold on, hold on, let's get that because we always kind of quote that. We talk about that, and <laughs> I feel like we don't really nail it because we don't remember. Have we googled this before? What did Juan Pablo say to Claire? Yeah, and maybe our, our uh, listener Faye B knows this. Yeah, K Faye. But I, I almost, I almost guarantee that Claire um, felt compelled to do whatever she did because she wanted to go to Hontas. Right. I mean, right. Hontas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we should actually see exactly what happened and what he said. I got, I got it right here. I got, I got it right here. Oh, you already know. Okay, this good. Is, this is from the well. Known the very reputable site, something called Radio Radio Windy.com. It says, Claire asked Juan Pablo, just, t- just tell me you love me. Knowing that the bachelor may be hesitant to declare such a thing on camera, the insider says, and he said, I really loved fucking you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, Basically, what? Why do we still call him Juan Pablo when we should call him Sir Walter Raleigh Pablo <laughs> or Cyrano de Galavis? Because the dude is a very suave guy. He really is the complete opposite end of the spectrum from Matt James this season's bachelor, right? Oh, absolutely. Matt I James mean, would never even it would never even think to say something like that. I mean, Matt's Matt's control of the English language is the obvious uh, difference because Matt actually knows how to express his thing in the language that he was first taught. That that was working against Juan Pablo and that a lot of context and sentiment was lost in his the way that he 
uh, was taught to speak English. Um, oh, he's, but, I mean, he seems to, he seems to have a perfect grasp of English. I don't think that there's – he has an accent, but he, he clearly knows all the words. It's, it, I guess it was hard to detect um, where the lack of English – knowledge stopped and where the misogyny right. began. He was Venezuelan. They're a little different down there. It's a different culture. But uh, this year we got Matt and we're down to home pass. Yeah. And um, so that means there are four remaining. Now, as we indicated last week, um, two of the four um, basically blackmailed Matt into home pass. Uh, one of them, Bree, who told him um, before the rose ceremony that she left her career job, her dream job. She resigned it uh, to stay here and see how it's going to work with Matt. Um, Jason, I'm so glad you just said that because as I'm watching the Matt James season hometowns a couple nights ago or last night, I'm watching the show and it's like, one chick has her thing. Michelle has her thing. And I'm like, Oh, that's that chick. That's that's uh, you know, she came in with the second round. And <laughs> right. then, uh, so I know who that is. And then, um, and then I recognize Serena and Rachel. And then he's like, yeah. And Bree was going to go meet Bree's family. And I was like, I swear to God, Jason, I was watching the bachelor. I've watched every, pretty much every episode this season. And he's like, uh, so anyway, Bree, and I'm like, who the fuck is Bree? <laughs> I didn't know who she was, dude. I didn't. But you know what? I'm, now I'm a fan. She's very cute. Ah, she's a cutie. Yeah, yeah. she is. But, but she, I mean, she did put him in an impossible spot. <laughs> well, I do. I do um, remember that part where she's like, she's like, I didn't just quit a job. <laughs> yeah. It was like, a dream job. I'll, I'll probably never have the chance to have to get it again. I, I gave up my dream. Can you imagine? Do people do that on the, um, on the prices, right? You know how like to get on, to get like pulled down to the, do the, the play right. one of the games yeah. to go to the showcase. They, you know, they'll wear a funny shirt that's, that says, Hey, now it's not Bob anymore. It's Drew Carey. But they're like, hey, I um, hitchhiked from uh, from Madison, Wisconsin, just to just to be here today. I've been up all night. You know, it's like and then you, they got to be real wild. Do you think anybody like holds up a sign that says I gave up <laughs> my dream to co- to come play Plinko? Let me play Plinko because I <laughs> surrendered my fucking dream because that's what's happening here. <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. Okay. So um, anyway, so I like Brie. I've just been I've just been acquainted with her, and I like her. I think she's very cute. She's my second favorite. Yeah, and um, Brie is on there, and then Serena P, uh, the Canadian, who we found out in this episode um, is her dad's white and her mother is Arab. Um, so Serena oh, P, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting, but before I forget. Serena P's mother. Very pretty. You're into that, huh? Yeah. She's gorgeous. And what? She's like our age. Oh, well, she's younger. I, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that um, with, I think, Michelle's folks or Ra- Rachel's folks for sure oh, okay. are, are younger than her me. Dad, her dad's younger. Yeah. No doubt. Um, <laughs> okay, go on. But Serena P was the one last week 
who um, went on the group date and was very, oh no, it was a one-on-one date, but the actual activity was the, uh, the hot yoga, but what do they call it? The, uh, the sexual yoga, right? Oh, acro yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever it's called. Oh no, no. Tantric. Tantric. Tantric, right? So she wasn't into it at all. And she basically told him, you know, I take it slow when it comes to that stuff. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, you know, now Matt can't not give her a rose on this one-on-one date. If he had thought maybe they can go on a one-on-one date and he could let her loose, he he for sure can't do it now because she's proclaimed that she's doesn't have sex very quickly. Um, So anyways, two of the four are are in the hometowns uh, for a certain reason. So, uh, oh, oh, way, oh, hold on, hold on. The, um, Serena was so, so Serena. Listen, well, we're supposed to be experts on the show. I'm the, I'm the dumbest human being that's ever lived. I'm such a fraud. Uh, Serena was the one that had the um, tantric yoga date, and she was like, "I did, I hated that." <laughs> She's like, "That was that was her, right?" You just you just pulled on me because I just said that. I know, I know but I'm just confirming. I'm, I'm just yeah. confirming. Yes, yes, and that that put him in a spot. He couldn't okay. he couldn't not give her a rose. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then there's um, and then there is Michelle, who is the the tall basketball Very player tall. who yes. who I'm convinced Matt handpicked to join midstream. He and does then, he does kind of say that when he meets her family. He doesn't say I picked her. But he's like, just he's like, when she showed up, I after first meeting her, I knew I had to reshuffle the deck and get some of these other broads out of here because I was into this Michelle chick. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Rachel Kirkconnell, who we think is the leader in the clubhouse, she she has the inside track to this thing. She's she's the one from coming Georgia who got in trouble um, when she when pictures surfaced of her attending an antebellum themed plantation party two years ago or three years ago now. I'm not, um, I'm not a Southerner when we talked about this last week. So I don't know what that means. Antebellum themed plantation party. It sounds bad, but also the South that's, it's a different place. I didn't grow up there. I don't know how it works down there. So I don't, I don't know. I think um, antebellum. I don't know this for sure. But antebellum is um, before something. That's that's actually right. I think that's what the anti means. It's pre-Civil War. Pre-Civil War plantation, Mm -hmm. uh, which which implies that the plantations had active slaves on it. Oh, right. um, And then she, she, she dressed up as an Indian one year and then posted that. Are we even allowed to say that? Oh, you know what? Me, I guess me just saying that yeah. kind of shows you what I think of that offense. Like, <sighs> I yeah, dressing up I like, guess a cowboy and yeah. a Native American yeah. and going. I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's Jason. I, I my everyone knows this. I went to uh, I attended the Harvard of the West, California State University, Long Beach. Of course, after transferring from Saddleback Junior College, but our our um, our mascot. At Long Beach State, do you know what it, what it is, or I should say, was? 49ers. The 49ers, right? But our our mascot was a dude because because the school was founded in 1949, which is exactly 100 years after 1849, which is a gold rush. 
Yep. Also, there was no gold rush in Southern California. I don't know. I wasn't around when they named the school. That I don't the, know what the mascot. The mascot. Is. The mascot was a dude called Prospector Pete. And, That's right. And he and they had a um, statue of him on campus that they had to relocate. And now I believe they're calling the sports teams other than the baseball team, the sharks at Long Beach state, because a prospector is an offensive symbol. I had not read that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying like, there's not really anything that happened before that's not going to offend somebody. So you just can't right. like H- Halloween is canceled. You can't be anything historical because Somebody is going to be bothered by it for sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. A, the uh, reality of the time. Okay. So, um, by the way, uh, an update on Rachel Kirkconnell. Yeah. So, you know, the fallout from her t- um, being seen in the, on, in the plantation party was that um, our guy, Chris Harrison, went on a podcast or, an, or, or he did an interview with uh, Rachel Lindsay on extra, I guess it was. And he did not answer certain questions correctly. Got in some real hot water. Rachel called him on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been called a racist. They've demanded that he resign yep. and he stepped aside, which means he's not going to be doing one show, which is the after the Rose this season. And then I guess they'll reevaluate at that point. It's when bachelor um, in paradise pops up. I don't think he, I don't think he survives it. I think they, they, they yeah. give in to the well, pressure. Not, um, yeah. Yeah. Rachel Kirkconnell, um, she had been off Instagram since she had sent kind of a formal apology. It was very uh, PR, public relations kind of written. She obviously seeked advice on how to write this apology mm-hmm. on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just kind of left it there. Well, she did a story last night or two, two days ago, oh, an right? Instagram, story? An Instagram story, the oh. first one that she's done. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's titled, um, I guess the writing is mid afternoon maca or matcha, however you say that T. Yeah. Um, oh, uh-huh. and so she has like these, uh, brand new manicured fingernails hand holding up her, her matcha. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, very strategically placed is, um, is Emmanuel Acho's book, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Shut up. Yes. Um, no. so, Come on, Jason. So just strategically placed in the background in case you wanted to like, zoom in and see what she's reading. Shut up. Showing, obviously, that she is not only um, apologetic for what she did, now she is on the path of learning. And she's reading uh, the very popular book, um, of how to try to associate. And I think that the only thing lacking from this picture, if you look at it, there's tea, there's a little, um, I don't know, I guess purse and then the book. And then she's on a balcony. The only thing missing is a black lives matter banner. Yeah. Like right, right where the, um, where the balcony is. Yeah. Um, and Rachel Lindsay, who, She's getting a lot of run out of this. She's she's quit The Bachelor over this. She says, this is not- a racist program and I will not participate anymore. Yeah. And um, she's not. She hated it. Um, she basically said that um, that's showing that you're you might be reading something uh, isn't 
taking action. In other words, Rachel Lindsay needs the Rachel Kirkconnell to right. actually take action and show that she's doing right. something. Um, she called the post vapid and then said, um, I don't think it could get any worse unless Matt chooses her at the end, wow. which I'm sure reality Steve has already told the world who, who he chooses, but you and I are still in the dark on that. Well, yeah? we're, we're definitely in the dark, but my, <clears throat> and I made this clear last week. We don't traffic in spoilers here. I'm, I am just prognosticating because we do like to guess as to who we think is going to win. I don't think this would be such a big story if Rachel w- is not presumed to be the winner of The Bachelor. You yeah, do, you, your theory is good. Yeah, they're, they're good getting one. out in front of it. Yeah. They want this all to have been talked about and put to bed before the finale of this TV show that she's going to be on, that she's going to get the Neil Lane Lane diamond on. That's my guess. That's what I think is happening here. And also he seems to have liked her the best since the beginning. And I just thought of this too. I mean, your theory kind of um, your theory uh, aligns with them trying to get out in front of it to get beyond it so that the, uh, the remaining episodes are, are just watched as people wanting to see who wins the bachelor. But I think that they are so sleazy and I don't trust that, that world at all. I think they're so sleazy that they wanted to publicize this to get people to watch, to see if he chooses the racist. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Either way. um, You're right. I think, I don't know if they would have announced it. If, uh, if she's, she's going to be in the final two for sure. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, last night on Hontas, mm. she um, she had said very na- naively, is that a word, um, that she did, she did not think that Matt was expressing his feelings for the other women. He, she thinks that he's just expressing his feelings to her because mm. she's, the, she's the one he's going to pick, um, which is very naive. But, um, but let's get to last night's episode. Let's. Um, Rachel Kirkconnell herself um, did the honors. Um, every single time there's a hometowns, they need one of the contestants to utter this phrase um, in an interview just to, to get it oh, out yeah, of the way. Yeah. She says, family means everything to me. Yes. So this is important. <laughs> I was, I'm family sorry. Family means everything. I've made, I've made about two notes on this episode. <laughs> and one, one of my notes is, does family mean a lot to these girls? Right. Because I'm all, it's always unclear. Yeah. And also who's like, Oh fuck my family. What you're bringing my mom. Nah, hell no. What do you, what's wrong with you? Like, right. <laughs> it's not the kind of person that would be on the show. Of course they're into their family. Another one of them said, another one of them said, I think it might've been Serena. My family is what keeps me grounded. Right. Versus what? Yeah. So you were just, I, you would I've float got away? On Serena. Serena. I've got thoughts on Serena's Me family, okay. including her sister. All right, go on. Um, but Michelle is first up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hometowns, yes. since they can't do hometowns physically, um, I think the, the, the nature of this whole thing is to 
for the woman to do something that is hometown centric, something, you know, they'll bring in props or they'll do something that identifies uh, with, with the place that she's from. Um, Rachel did follow suit on that and she took him into an auditorium where there was a zoom of a bunch of what, like seven or like uh, not seven year olds, maybe third graders. I took that. She's a teacher. She's a teacher. Those were her students. Those were her students, but, but let's do the math here. Okay. You know, the whole thing was, is how much her students loved her. They obviously created a relationship with her. If this thing taped in August or September, either she, those were the students from last year. That's right. That's right. Or or they're the students that she probably like saw for a couple of weeks and then went off to do the bachelor. Cause she, she, she joined half stream. Um, so I was kind of lost on the timeline there of how well she actually did know these students. And if they went back to last semester, I guess that makes sense. Um, you don't seem to, too interested in that either way. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, they were at one point, her students, when they, they shot this, I think around Thanksgiving, although it didn't look that cold. I know in Pennsylvania. So maybe before, I don't know. The timeline's all screwed up now. I know. So yeah. I, I, I was just kind of lost on how, how, it, how long had she actually known these people? Um, but it's, it was so boring anyway. Asshole, so. It was so it boring. Was, she, it, it was the, awful. She could have raised them from infancy. It was so uninteresting. So fucking boring. Why was it there? And I'll be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I fast forwarded right through it. I fast forwarded well, through it like it was the, like it was that quasi country band from Denmark a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. yeah um, it basically was the students asking, putting Matt on the hot seat. Yeah. And of course, one of them said, have you, have you kissed her yet? And very innocent child questions. Are you going to marry her? Or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. It wasn't very interesting. Um, and Matt continued the ruse that Michelle wasn't his handpicked choice um, as they went to the parents' place. Um, her parents, really sweet people, really nice, especially the dad, but yeah. really boring. So boring. Like, and But I did like – Awfully boring. I did like this how – so Matt did a few things right. One, he didn't propose – he didn't ask permission to propose to anybody. You could be – You could be like Colton – and be a closeted gay man. No, I mean, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. You could be <laughs> like Colton and ask permission from all four dads, which is insanity. Think about that. It's, it's insanity because you were misleading four different dads. Yes. And, and, and you know who you're going to pick already. So you're lying yeah. to three of them at the at the very least two of them. Yeah, bad idea. Um, Hugely bad idea. But what I liked is that Matt, who's who sells real estate in New York City, is to- tells her dad, or it might have been her mom. He's like, yeah. He's like, I um, I'll do whatever it takes for someone I love. So if that means moving to Minnesota, <laughs> I'll do that. I, I, the guy that's a a TV star now that sells real estate in the, in the most expensive 
zip code in the country. I'm going to move to Minnesota because because Michelle's a teacher. <laughs> pretty right. sure. Sh- pretty sure they got public schools in New York City. Just saying you could get your credential. That's yeah, all. That seems, seems like a transferable job. It Very. Seems like, it seems like we're looking for teachers. You ever watch um, you ever watch House Hunters International? And there's always one person in the relationship that's like, I got uh, I work for an airline and I got transferred for my dream job here in uh, Prague. And it's, you know, we're set up where <laughs> and the white and he's like, so I want to be out here in the in the um, suburbs with some room to roam and just be able to relax. And the wife's like, yeah, I used to be a fucking nurse and you can't be one of those in in Prague when you don't speak <laughs> fucking Czech. So I want something in the middle of town so I can fuck my tennis instructor while this guy's at work. <laughs> like it's like there's a way that these things go like you, you make concessions and you kind of know who's going to be making the concessions. I don't know. It's just just a guess. So uh, of all the things Matt's done this season. And I think he's been a great bachelor. I think he got, he got put in a shitty situation, pandemic, the main issue, but he, the, the fact that he's like, Oh yeah, no, I'll move to Minnesota seemed a little disingenuous to me. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make much logical sense. I will say that, um, he said all the right things to the old man. Um, and she tells her mom that, uh, that she has fallen in love with him. Yeah. And then she says something kind of strange. She says, and mom, you know me, I'm a let's take it slow kind of person. And in my mind, I'm thinking a let's take it slow person who joins a reality show midstream where the engagement's going to happen in about 10 days. But she's a take it slow kind of person. (laughs) I found that to be funny. I believe that was the date where the mom's like, would you say yes? And she's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, dude, you just had your second date with him. And, and it was, yeah. and it was zooming with your students. Come on. So she tells him, uh, she loves him before she says goodbye to him, which is really funny that they, when they say goodbye to them at these resorts, because they, they have that one shot of the contestant like waving at the SUV as it drives away. I love it. And the SUV is probably going like a half mile <laughs> yes. down the road. We, it would be, uh, it would be way better yeah. if it was a golf cart. Like don't like lean into that. You're on a one a property. <laughs> like we've rented the whole, right. we've rented the whole resort. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have the bellman. <laughs> pull up and you'll sit backwards on the back of the golf cart. Like you do with your luggage and he, he'll zip you back to your suite. No problem. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny that they have to do that when, when it's a non pandemic season, you know, that actually has a little gravity to it. Yeah. He, she, she might be saying goodbye to him for the last time or whatever, as she waves goodbye to an SUV that seemingly is going to get on a plane to go to another state to be with another woman. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that was funny. Um, Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. 
More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. So the next date is Rachel, Kurt Connell. Um, Rachel seemingly does nothing at all that has to do with coming Georgia. Um, and she just says, what the hell, and takes some skydiving, which I know you're a big fan of, skydiving. My... And I, I don't mean to I don't mean to be crude here to our audience. We have a lot of female listeners that listen to this show and some men. So I don't I don't mean to be crude at this point. But when they when they took the they got the shot, they opened the door of the plane, which is what what are we fucking DB Cooper over here? Like keep the door closed, all right? <laughs> We're not all jumping out. There's like they open the door to that plane. I cannot tell you where where I would crawl or what I would be gripping onto with with the death grip of all death grips. But then they make the cameraman get a shot of the fucking ground from the sky. And Jason, my balls actually sucked up inside of my pelvis when I saw that. I I got a tingle down below and my balls went inside of me. They've since returned, but at that point, I was so terrified that they that they actually sucked up into my body. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. You've fact, you've skydove. At somewhere on the internet, you could find me skydive. skydiving. Skydive. Uh, has it skydove skydive? Yeah, skydive. Um, yeah. I put a soundtrack to it. It's somewhere online. You can find it, and uh, I love it. And I think it's a cool date. I just know it has nothing to do with hometowns. Uh, but anyways, um, Rachel and Matt both seem pretty uh, excited about it. Neither of them have too much um, uh, concern. It was a chance to do the old cliches um, that this is a leap of faith, just like any other, any relationship. Yeah. And it's how much you trust the other person and all this, all this cheesy right. ass shit. But then something then, really good happens. <laughs> something really, so really good happens. It's like the skydiving thing. When I went, it was, we, we skydived for a while. We were just suspended in air and then he hit the chute and we just kind of floated down. This one had like another layer to it. They skydived for a while and then they let the parachute go. And then, then they turn it into like some kind of a hang gliding device. Yeah. It's um, those, it's those parachutes. Yeah. It's like. It's like when you're um, when you're watching the Georgia Peach Bowl or the or the or the right, uh, or right. the Orlando Gator Bowl and right. you're li- and they're like, hey, here's the um, here's the seventh division, fourth brigade army rangers paratrooping team and they come in and they have like tied to their ankle they have like a tear gas canister and it's shooting out like the yellow <laughs> you know they do like yellow yeah. and black for the rangers or whatever and they, but they're like uh they're like um tactical parachutes where they have handles that you can yeah. like drive them yeah and that so that 
that's what they were doing, which again, just fantastic idea. Just really, really smart to do. And also, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but I think it was the guy that was with Rachel or no, it might've been Matt. They show him in the air and the guy reaches back to get the, um, to get the parachute to like pull it out of the backpack, which again, why is that? The How is that the process? That there. Yeah. 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 But he reached back and it kind of got stuck for a second. I would. Yeah, I did see that. Did you notice That's, that again? Yeah. Again, my Maybe. balls had been sucked up inside myself, but it was like, oh, like they're going to die. Like for a split second, I'm like, he's <laughs> not going to be able to get that thing out. How is it not automatic? Like what if they bump heads and the guy in the back goes <laughs> unconscious? Did you, has that ever been thought of? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I remember we did a, a podcast not too long ago yeah. of a movie where Keanu Reeves um, yes. actually actually was able to fly to Patrick Swayze in yes. the air. I like- so I think <laughs> something like that could have happened. I like <laughs> I like how you do that description without just simply saying the name of the movie <laughs> that's universally known. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, continue. Yes. He, he dives out with no, he takes a gun, but no parachute. And all he does right. is hurt his knee at the bottom when he lands. <laughs> so, um, yeah. the, the first people they, they show land is Matt. He and his yeah. partner did like a perfect landing yeah, where they soft, they slow down enough and they just sit very on the grass. Soft. Yeah. It was, it was seamless. Yeah. And then they have Matt like looking up at mm, Rachel and you could tell yes. that something is, is fucking with the the parachute because it's coming in a little hot. It's kind of it's kind of swinging really yeah. violently. Yep. And then um, the landing was dreadful. Like it, yeah. It could have easily killed one or both of them. Like yep. I can't believe. So yeah. so for those who haven't seen it, um, something happens to the parachute to where they hit the ground at a, a really. Uh, fast speed there was no slowing down there was no easing it was just like the parachute whipped them into the earth and i thought i mean she just like had to like bend like a pretzel and everything else and she just took it like a champ like literally she if unless they unless she went to the hospital and nothing happened and they didn't show it she just rebounded from it but what i thought was weird yeah was how they just glossed over the crash like it well, was a thing Jason. Matt had to run to her. There was a, oh, there on. was, there had to be a paramedic there. Yeah. Why wasn't there a, an interview with the parachuter that was oh, with her hold on. explaining oh. what happened? To, okay. There's a couple things. There's a couple things that I, I want to clarify here. First of all, they came in hot and then they pitched over forward and Rachel took it directly on the face. face yes face <laughs> they, first into the grass they bounced off the grass came in way too hot they bounced off their butts they had that had to have jarred their backs tremendously and then they bounced forward and, and rachel took a fucking face digger directly into the grass yes. then they show him like wrapping up they're or like kind of getting up and the the pilot of the of the uh, parachute is right there, but then they show Matt running over and the pilot of the parachute is gone. What happened yes. was, is 
they came in and they checked her out and they make sh- made sure everything was okay. Then they lay her back on the grass and they're like, <laughs> okay, man. Cause they're not going to like, she could have had a broken neck. She took it to the easily. face. She could have easily been badly, badly hurt. So there's no way they're just going to keep shooting. They checked her out. They made sure everything was okay. They fired that dude that was, that was driving the, <laughs> he's never getting hired again. And then they reshot it where Matt c- runs over because they have to make it look like he's the fucking hero all the time. So he runs right. over. He's like, are you OK, baby? And she's like, oh, my back kind of hurts. And so it was like a, it was a, a recreation of what happened or a reimagining of how it would have happened if there weren't actual medical professionals on site. There was. And yeah, you're right. All that stuff was was uh, not shown. That's what happened. But I was still in need of an explanation. So whether it be the actual pilot, you say, or the helper whose fault it was, just explaining that the wind, you know, something happened with the wind yeah. or the, the, the parachute was busted or like there was no explanation. It was just he whipped her to the ground, almost killed her. And then Matt had to be the hero by running and saving her. But there was just. I was lacking an explanation. Like, what the fuck happened on that landing? Yeah. Those, those guys must do this 10 times a day. Yeah. Um, it was, but- I, it's gotta be that he was coming in and he saw all that production shit and realized, <laughs> oh, I can't. Cause you know how that, you know, you've, you've skydived, Jason. So, you know, you kind of like come in softly and kind of get like a little running soft ending or just kind of slide on your butt in the grass. But he was coming in and he's like, oh, shit, we're going to crash into the production van that's on the grass. So because they're trying to get a good shot of this, I got to put it down right now. And they just came in too hot and he smashed Rachel's face directly into the ground. Now, I like Rachel. I like all the contestants. I wouldn't want something bad to happen to any contestant on The Bachelor. But you have to admit it would be kind of amazing if they were to kill a contestant during oh, the, yeah. d- during the during the hometown week like <laughs> it would be like something so, something tells yeah. me something tells me that we we would not have seen it right. so say say yeah. say Rachel actually died on that yeah. i don't think we would have seen the dramatic um you know ascent to the sky and then the cool shouting on the way down and stuff. I think they would have just glossed over the date or canceled the season altogether. I don't think we would have seen the date. Yeah, I think I think you're a hundred percent right. And and by the way, I've looked it up between between um, 2010 and 2019 in that decade, an average of over more than 21 people died every year skydiving. Is that right? That's a pretty oh, that's a pretty fair number. That's that's not good odds in my opinion. For something, um, for something that's just would only terrify me. I just don't imagine being thrilled by it. Although Jason, it's the kind of thing you're into. You'll bungee, no doubt. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, the the scenario that I just hadn't thought about was maybe the fucking pilot was really uh, hurt, and they had to rush him to the hospital. Like maybe they didn't want to say it because it would have been admitting that it was almost a uh, it was a life or death thing. Maybe that guy's hurt. Maybe he's got uh, issues himself. But anyways, um, all in all, she took it really well. I can't believe she bounced back. 
Next thing you know, she's in a dress and they're walking into yeah. her uh, her parents' place yep. on the resort. Um, I did find it funny that uh, that you know her dad is is Mister Skeptic that I'll get into in a little bit. But yeah. when she's talking to her mom, she she kind of uh, downplayed it and then she just told her mom like, actually today was really bad. Like that fall was really scary. And, uh, and the mom just kind of giggled and said, are you all right? And then she just wanted to get back to Matt. Like the, the mom could not be less caring about her daughter practically dying on a, in a skydiving accident. Right. And she just kind of went over it, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, that was, that was crazy. I was, I was too mesmerized by her dad's choice of shirt <laughs> which was like a shiny white like disco or black I'm sorry shiny black like disco disco cowboy shirt with white piping on it which was amazing <laughs> and he bought a shirt to match the kiwi number no. 5 magenta slash jet black hair dye that shoe polish slash hair dye that he was using so it was like all it was very monochromatic which I liked yeah. And, um, I, I always find it fascinating what people choose to wear when they're going to be watched by millions of people. Um, and it's always funny to see the choices, but he, he was one of the, uh, parents that, you know, we see at least one of this guy every season, he asks questions that are far too rational. And I'm surprised that the producers of the show, don't tell these parents that I know what you're saying right now makes perfect sense. And in the real world, these questions are valid, but it doesn't apply to this show. You can't like, what did he say? Um, do you really need to propose at the end of this? Why don't you just stay together and which, see how it goes? Which is that? a completely normal thing yeah. to say, but they're like, Oh, don't you know, this is a TV show. Yeah. The, the answer dad is no, yeah. because it's the bachelor. And I think he says something like, I don't know how you could be that much into my daughter when you have three other women here again, you're going to see after this again, a really good point. And Matt, they coach him obviously. Cause Matt was like, you know, he's like, when I'm with that person, I'm just with that person. And I'm trying to grow the relationship with that person. And I'm like, Oh, that's a good answer. Cause it's really, yeah. it's really hard to defend to say you are falling in love with someone when you're dating four people and you're also telling at least one or two of them that you're falling in love with them. Cause that's just not, I don't think the human heart works that way. It's like when these parents do this, I don't know if they intellectually like grasp the fact that they're on a game show, that their daughter signed up for a game show and the game show entails a marriage at the end or else the shows us a sham. You know, um, this isn't called, um, let's try to match, make people and see if it works out. This is the bachelor and the bachelorette implying that we're going to have one of them engaged at the end of this. And it's just, it's always, it's always funny that a parent takes that stance here. And he did, he's not buying it at all. Um, and he tells everybody that, which is fine. Um, so Rachel and Matt go outside for the goodbye they say nice things to each other. Everything seems fine. Again, other than that wicked crash, um, the hometowns 
with the parents have been fairly pedestrian. Nothing, you know, there's, there's typically is always one of the, one of those like uh, brothers who has obviously like an oxycodone um, um, addiction or is a little off. There's always a family member right. that, uh, right. that you could tell yes. is, is, is yes. recovered from quite a, like, a tough life. Like pilot, Pete, like pilot Pete's yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I, uh, but there wasn't anyone that interesting um, other than, and we'll get into Lauren P later, I guess her sister. So um, Brie, who's very boring is the one who's up next. She's the one who told him that she walked away from the dream job. Um, she, her father's not in the picture. So her single mom, Lauren was, was there with her friend. Um, I guess there's like a, um, Oh, that, I'm not sure why, yeah, yeah. but Matt Matt entered the the room with a giant rabbit that like you get at a carnival. Like he's going to give somebody a giant rabbit. What was that? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know how you do that, but that's so cumbersome. Like yeah. why? If you're going to buy anything, why would you buy that? So weird. Um, uh, Bree's mom, are you in love with her? And he kind of um, sidesteps that. Um, she says, do you see a life with her? And he says, absolutely. So uh, sidestepping the love and do I see a life with her? Absolutely. Um, she didn't seem convinced, but everything was fine. Um, but I will say this, Brie at the end of their date said, I feel I'm falling in love with you. Yeah. And his answer was, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always a good sign. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Bree did not um, did not live up to the uh, hometown's sentiment. I think she was looking for revenge because she took him um, out in a jeep, and they did some off roading and stuff. And yeah. because remember, he almost manslaughtered her when, on a date when they were on four by fours or right uh, whatever you call four wheelers. So there was this thing going on where uh, she was going to take out revenge on him. It wasn't very interesting. Um, so that kind of leads us to uh, Serena P. Now, Serena P. is the the woman who likes to take it slow, doesn't get sexual too quick. Yep. She's from Canada. Mm-hmm. And oh credit to her for doing a Canadian oh my date. Oh my God. She, did a, she did a Canadian date. They went into a room and there was a bunch of geography questions and stuff like that. Right. You know, I'm, I'm reliving this and I'm, I, I think you can imagine where I'm going to go with it. The finger foods. Yes. (laughs) This is, we talk about this every season, you know, it takes a long time to shoot these things. You don't, you think, Oh, they're just, they went in there for five minutes and, but they're shooting it from multiple angles. They want, they need the audio to be clear. They need to know that they have enough to move on to the next thing. Cause there's no going back. Right. So oftentimes I point out how the dad's beer is clearly flat because it's been sitting there so long or the, the mom's gin and tonic has no fucking ice left in it. And there's one like sad lime. That's just, that's just wilting away in the, in the clear liquid with no ice. This, this one, 
had, and I always say, just have a PA there freshening up the drinks to make it just so it looks better on camera. People notice that kind of shit. So on this one, first of all, they're like, Hey, she's giving him a Canada quiz, like calm the fuck down. The one of the, the, she's like, how many points are on the maple leaf on the Canadian flag? There's like 70 Canadian, there's 70 Canadian flags in the room. And he's like, um, and also I would have said three, right? But they're counting all the other like little ancillary side points. Turns out there's 11, put that in your (laughs) trivia, trivial pursuit knowledge. But then they're like, she's like, I want you to have poutine. Jason, are you familiar with poutine? No, I, I don't. I didn't know two of those three dishes. Yeah. So I, so they had poutine, which is like French fries. I mean, it looks pretty good. It's very, very much. I never had it, but it's a, it's a staple of Canadian um, street food or, you know, like drunk food. It's French fries with cheese curds and then gravy. So they're, yeah, she's like, no, thanks. No, thanks. She's like, let's get with some of this. Let's get with some of this poutine. And she takes, she's, it's got like the room service tray on it. She pulls it off. Jason, <laughs> this gravy is completely conge- congealed. It has a fucking skin on it. It's so obviously cold and disgusting. The French fries are, are wilted. The whole thing looks so wretched and disgusting. And then... And, you know, it's covered in gravy. And he's like, oh, should I do you eat this with a fork? And she's like, I usually don't. And she just she goes in there with her fingers. And I'm like, well, it's got it's got a liquid all over the top of it. Yeah, you use a fucking fork. Use a fork with that, please. <laughs> and also, how are you going to get the cheese curds? The cheese curds are like chunky. You if, if you're going to get the whole thing, you got to do it with the fork. I was so grossed out by this by the gravy on this shit. It was I had to fast forward through the rest. It was awful. <laughs> Well, um, Canadians are kind of odd. They're, they're very nice people, but there's always something a little off about it. Like when, when she asked how many points were on the maple leaf, I just thought there was one for every province, which is 10. And then she said 11. And I'm like, that is such a Canadian thing that there's 11 points and there's 10 provinces. Like this was a league, the CFL, the Canadian football league, which I think up until like 10 years ago, they had eight teams and two of them were the stampeders. That's that's actually wrong. There were, there were eight teams. There's one, (laughs) there's one team. There's one stampeders. Of course, the Calgary stampeders. There were two rough riders. Oh, okay. One, one (laughs) rough riders, two words. The other one, rough riders, all one word. But I believe there's I believe one of the Rough Riders has folded. I'm not sure if it was um, yes. Saskatchewan or oh, the other one. Definitely. Definitely. One of them has folded. Yeah. But my point is that is it is so Canadian. Yeah. To have eight teams and two of them have the exact same name. Like of all the nicknames in the world, you have to you have to shoehorn two of the same names into an eight team. league. No, it's crazy. <laughs> Also, oh, so eleven also, points for a ten province country that made perfect sense. Yes, to me. Oh, that, that does make sense. Also, they have the ha- the Hamilton. Do you know what the Hamilton team is called? Um, let me guess. Are they the Tiger Cats? The Tiger Cats. The Hamilton Tiger Cats. Tiger is a cat. 
That would be like calling it the Seattle Seahawk birds. <laughs> See, right. See, this is what, this is what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, this very odd country. The LA, the LA Ram goats. Like what? I don't even get it. Yeah. yeah. Very odd. Um, so, but credit for her doing something hometownish. Um, so what's next? They go to her parents. Now, uh, her parents and her sister are there. The sister, I think she's younger than Serena P. She's pretty cute. Like she's a good looking gal. Yeah, the mom was hot. Mom, mom was, yeah, mom is pretty. The sister's really good looking. Yeah. But the mom was and, like, the mom was like our age. So yeah, no. she and was like, sister's probably, you know, oh, yeah. closer to 18. Right. The, um, the mom was age appropriately attractive <laughs> is what I was trying. And she was way too hot for the dad. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. I found that too. Uh, he lucked out there. And um, so not only is uh, her sister, but her sister obviously saw this as an opportunity because her sister loves to talk and she loves to sound smart. Um, Like it was almost like um, someone had taken her aside at some point and said, we're thinking about doing this reality show, kind of like celebrity rehab or something where, the host teaches sisters on how to give their sister love advice. Right. If you do a really good yeah. job on yeah. this episode, then yeah. you're going to be in, in the running for this That's, because she took up all the oxygen in the room when she spoke. She did. Remember a, another good example of this is remember um, Cassie. Can't believe I pulled that name who, who won wow. the Colton season. Right. She was from Huntington Beach, California. And yep. I like how you just crumpled it up like you you just crumpled it up like you just read a fax from Dark Gable. What? You just crumpled up a piece of paper or something. No, I didn't. Oh, you I, didn't? Oh. I've been here the whole time. Oh, oh there's some noise. <laughs> um what was it? Oh, Cassie. We went to Huntington Beach and Cassie was very cute. And then her sister was there and her sister was even hotter. Yeah, that's true. And she was giving, so there, I think that there is something to that when they cast these girls on the show, they're like, do they have, do they have any hot sisters? Cause that'll, <laughs> that'll come in handy during hometowns. And, but th- this one talked a lot and she wanted to be front and center. Yeah. And you know, if this, if this show is called Serena P's sister, it would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's good. The, yeah. Um, but you know, the, um, we find out through her dad or something that Serena P has, has had pain in her previous relationship. She's one of the rare contestants on the bachelor yeah. who had a bad experience with the yeah. last one. Yeah. And she, yeah. and she carried that into the show. It's one of the the rare contestants. And then you almost never see that. This. You almost never see that. I hate when uh-huh. they, they go to the, and I don't want that to happen again. Like, of course you don't. Nobody does. But relationships end and they're not always pretty. Yeah, we got it. You're not. This isn't specific to you. But I just hate when this show does that narrative. It's such a tired narrative. Yeah. There's a reason why they're single on the show. 
because none of their relationships worked before. Yeah. So there's going to be a story there. Um, but anyways, um, she was told by her sister who was auditioning for the reality show, teaching sisters how to give love advice to their sisters, um, that she doesn't look like she's really that into this. Like there's something amiss about Matt and her. Like there's, she, there's a little bit of doubt and Serena P's like, you're right. And then she tells her dad, I think, you know, there's something missing. Yeah. And then she goes outside and she makes it really easy on Matt because yeah. to me, Serena P was the fourth of four coming into this. Yes. So when she starts going into the, I'm having doubts, I'm thinking this is a great out for him. Like he, yeah. he doesn't have to do any of the heavy lifting here. I have a theory. Um, and then, but of course he says the right things in the moment mm -hmm. and he acts like, I still want to try this. Like she tries to break up with him after the, after the date and he didn't accept it. And, but they kind of left in awkward terms. Yeah. Now, before anything happens with the final rose ceremony, Serena P has a conversation with, uh, with Chris Harrison. Yeah. And she's like, I'm having doubts. And he's like, Hey, you can't carry these doubts into the rose ceremony. You got to address this now. If there are questions or maybe he told Matt that I don't even remember who cares. Right, right. So anyways, um, Matt, that's right. Matt ends up going to Hershey and it was one of those things where the camera and the lighting and everything was in the suite. But when he got there, she said, I didn't know that you'd be coming by here. She's she's he walks in. I, he doesn't wait for her to answer the door. He does a little. That's right. He does a little tap and then lets yeah. himself in. Just anybody that's lived with a woman or spends time <laughs> with a woman, right. you, don't, you don't want to encounter that. You want to give them plenty of notice that you're going to be around, that you're that right. you're coming into the room. You don't just go come barging in. But he does walk when he walks in. What's she doing? She watching TV. She reading a book. She uh, playing solitaire. Is she doing anything? No. She's just sitting there. She's just sitting on the couch. She's sitting in the middle of the couch, sitting up, looking at the fucking wall. Looking contemplative. Right, just the, sitting the, there. Look like they're contemplating something. When I saw him just walk into the door, I thought, oh, no, there's a continuity problem. Like, um, they obviously had multiple takes of him coming into the room and um, – one of the first one was her probably opening the door. Cause that's what normally happens. You knock on a door and they open it. And then I think they weren't supposed to add that part or something. He just yeah. walks in yeah. to yeah. unannounced on a, on a woman. Um, not realistic at all. Again, yes. the lighting and the cameraman yep. were already in there. No surprises. So anyways, um, he says, I think that you have questions. I'd like to address them now. And, um, she basically breaks up with him right then and there. She says, I don't think that, uh, I'm your person. I'm and a, yeah, yeah. his answer was, it sucks to hear that. And then I thought that it would have been a perfect thing to turn the tables on, on this whole show. Yep. If she, the contestant were to say to the bachelor, yeah. Can I walk you out? Yeah. That would have been good. That would have been good. And then he gets in the golf cart. Like I've, I've asked for <laughs> right. 
Um, uh, yeah. So, but it ended yeah. the way things end with Matt, where you know, she, he said all the right things, and he yeah. was. You can tell he was. He was a little bit. His ego was hurt a little bit, but I, I don't yeah. get the feeling that he's too broken up about it. No, he, of course not. So when he's on the date with Bree, Bree kind of does a thing where she's like, you know, I just it's after the date and they're, they've met and he, they're doing that thing where they're waiting for the SUV or whatever. And he's like, she's like, you know, I just I came all this way and there's something I, I think you should know. And she but she's like kind of like not quite spitting it out. And you're like, oh she's going to leave. And then she flips it on you. And she's like, I just want you to know I'm, I'm falling in love with you. And I was like, Whoa, I thought she was bouncing. Here's what happened with Serena. Matt, because he's, he's a gentleman and he's going to do this in the final mark. My words, because he's a gentleman was like, Hey, look, maybe it would be better for you and your Instagram and your future on Bachelor in Paradise and just get getting a good edit that makes you look the best you can. If you were to end it with me, because <laughs> at the rose ceremony, you're the one that's not going to get the rose. But how about if I gave you the power to say you're not feeling it with me, then you come off looking really good. We both do. And that's what happened. That's a hundred percent what happened. They worked the edit to make, they juiced it so that she was able to do the breaking <laughs> up. So she doesn't, go, she doesn't go roseless. I, you'll never convince me otherwise. That's what happened. I mean, but that's how the show has devolved a little bit yeah. in that. I'll it say it used to be that the rose ceremony was the, that was the suspense. That's what kept people to the end. Who's going to go home? Who's going to stay? So it's like she completely erased the suspense. So the show can't be happy about that. That's not, they, they want the cliffhanger. So they, she, he has three roses and there are three women that show up at the rose ceremony. Nothing interesting happens there except for he, he said Bree's name last yeah. Which I yeah. guess meant something because she she noted it. She yeah. said he chose me last, which concerns me. Now somebody has to go third. Um yeah. I don't know if that means anything about anything. Right. That that I think you're reading into it a little bit. I don't um, I don't but that Mm-mm. that's literally the only interesting thing that happened at the Rose Summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what happened. That's the show. So we got, so we have Rachel, Bree and Michelle. And I, I don't know about you. I like Bree as the odd man out here. She's, Ugh. she, ex, she extended run. I think she's really cute. She's would, boring. She, she's oh, just so boring. Are. They all are. There's none of them it that are be, boring. It'll, it'll They're be basic. great. It'll be great if he chooses the controversial racist from the South. Oh, she's going to win. Great. She's going to win for sure. You think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. Because I think I think Michelle, uh, there was a reason he handpicked her. There's something going on there. They already knew each other or something. And she seems to be uh, if if Rachel doesn't win, I think Michelle's in. I think Bree gets let go next week. I agree with that. uh, I agree with that. Michelle and Rachel are your finalists. And overnights next week. Overnights. Overnights. Yeah. See, and I'll tell you what. One, we're living in a new world. B. 
Matt's just not that kind of guy. I don't think he's going to throw it down with either of them. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think he is. I mean, I think that there was like a, the last bachelor we had was Pete. Yeah. And like that guy, he liked was the, he was yeah. the anti Matt. Yeah, like he was, he was, you were, you were certain that he was going to have sex yeah, with all three yeah. of them. And I forget, I forget what happened ultimately, but it was, it was like a no brainer. Yeah. He was four, he was four times in the windmill guy. He so. li- yeah. He liked to get it in. He liked to, he liked to really do work and uh, <laughs> that's fine. You know, that's good for him. Uh, but I don't think Matt will. Um, we'll see. I, did the women tell all already happened? Somebody, somebody tweeted me about it. And I was right in the middle of something. So I was like, the, he's like, was James Harden there? Did you see James Harden there? And I was like, what? No. Um, so I didn't watch women the women tell, tell all is Monday. And so oh, we, we have to wait two weeks until there's like an actual episode with some meat on it. But are they going to so do the, the whole women tell all is next week? Are they going to do the whole, um, home t- that's, are they going to have, it's going to be two episodes, Overnights right? And the finale yeah. in the in, same in night. In the same, yeah. They've done that before, yeah. right? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's what they'll do. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll catch up then. Excellent work as always, Jason. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We, we'll see you next time. How embarrassing, the most traumatic ever. That's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. And falling in love We chillin' in the mansion outside's the hot tub We startin' in LA and then we travel the world We toastin' champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality Hello, this is Discover And we take customer service very seriously We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty? sizzling to perfection it's time to cheer for egg mcmuffin and fresh cracked eggs at mcdonald's it's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest to goodness morning meal breakfast it's on at mcdonald's now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks available only through the app mobile order and pay available at participating mcdonald's mcd app download and registration required BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.